Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Don't stress. Listen to the podcast at WTIC.com or on the free Odyssey app. Good afternoon. It's WTIC. What's happening with you? Friday. Yeah, Friday afternoon is here. Don't forget last hour is our food and restaurant hour. Order up, we call it. And because of that, rants, we do that We do that during this half hour, the rants. We get them going. And I'm excited about that because it's always fun to do the rants. And we can talk about whatever you want to discuss otherwise uh, during this hour. During the rants or after the rants, what have you. So feel free to jump in. 860-522-9842. Feel free to jump right in, okay? Are you ready for that? You down with that? Let's uh, let's get the rants going. Here we go. Here we go. Hi, Todd. Well, um, a certain individual called in yesterday or the day before about the price of eggs and mayonnaise. And, um, yes, in Connecticut... A dozen eggs does go for over $5 a dozen in stores. Not all of them. And, yes, mayonnaise is that high. I'm wondering if maybe I'm just behind. So I was in a stop and shop. I think a couple of weeks ago was the last time I was in a grocery store. And I saw the eggs at, you know, not normal prices, higher than normal, but not in the $5 range. And then I was in a Whole Foods the same day. And the... The prices were, there were eggs that were that much, but there were also eggs that were cheaper. So I'm just wondering if it's shifted that much over the last couple of weeks. That high. But what she doesn't realize is, you know, and God bless her, but if you live in Plainville and you go to that grocery store and get it for that price, more power to you. But if you were driving all over Connecticut for the cheaper prices, are you saving money? Because don't forget, gas is up there, too. Well, that's true. Later. It is hard to save money. There's no uh, disputing that. The inflation is awful. But she was also talking about, I believe, the market she was talking about is just a little grocery store kind of place, not like a supermarket. Anyway, prices are bad. I, was, I heard this uh, feature somewhere. I forget where it was about people using, uh, well, they were interviewing this guy who, who produces eggs. But he makes freeze-dried eggs because <laughs> because he you can get $20 a bag of a dozen freeze-dried eggs. So he's making a fortune right now. The guy's psyched, which is that's pretty amazing. But, you know, it all comes down. What goes up comes down, unless it doesn't. We'll see. We'll see. Hello, Todd. This is Everett from East Hartford. I'm calling about the six-year-old that shot his teacher. Um, I've heard all kinds of talk about the guns and 
it seems that everybody's missing the elephant in the room, which is how does a six-year-old It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yep, Frank took over for a couple minutes, but we fought him off. 860-522-9842. All right, back to this rant. Guardians or parents or parents and find out what kind of environment this poor child was exposed to to twist his mind in such a fashion that he would do such a thing. It's not the gun, it's the environment and the mental position of the person holding the gun. Thought it would be good for discussion. That's how you're raised. Have a great day. Yeah, well, obviously the kid's got uh, parents who are crazy. But, but the, as I was saying before, the missing link societally is that we have, uh, first of all, we shouldn't have, this is why you don't want government running anything. If there's got to be a government, it's got to be constricted to just the necessary things. The idea that the government controls public schools, that, the, that there are public schools, which are government schools, which means a corporatized program of education that exists not for the purpose of educating kids, but exists for the to assist with the re-election of politicians. That's what happens with every government organism. If you look at any department in the government, the purpose of it, this is what's been so fascinating for me the last few years talking with Leibowitz and other prisoners. So the purpose of the Department of Corrections is to help get the governor re-elected. That's what it does. All those voters are there. Those workers are there to vote for Democrats. That's what they do. And if you look, if you look at the stories of how, how uh, they've cut the government workers, but the the cost of paying them has gone up. They make more now. It doesn't matter what happens. They close prisons to drive down the cost. But they said closing the closing the prison, the one they announced this week. I forget the name. That's going to save $6 million. How does closing a prison only save $6 million? Because they won't cut spending because the purpose of spending is to get them reelected. It's not to do the thing that has the label. A Meriden, Connecticut middle school student brought a gun to school, and luckily the gun was found and nothing happened. A six-year-old child brings a school to Florida. In Florida, he shoots the teacher. Is this time to put in metal detectors at every school? No. So that this can be stopped? No. The reason it happens is because you have public schools. Create a gift certificate, gift certificate worth the value of a year's education in each town for every kid and let it be spent at any school parents choose no government involvement and watch the nation flourish and over a couple of decades we get rid of this whole problem we get rid of all these mental problems you think these problems don't have to do with all the shootings don't have to do with a malaise that is over our country because of the failure of our government now because our the government is doesn't respond to what the society needs you've got to get rid of these government institutions that 
that destroy lives, that ruin kids' opportunities, that freeze the country in place with millions of young people not prepared to contribute. Dave in Windsor, hi. How you doing? What's up, uh, Dave? Um, well, uh, no government. What would what would what would your vision for the country look like? No military, no police, no fire, no highway maintenance. Why would that like be? That. Why would that be? Well, because well, it's all controlled by the government. It, well, the, yes, it's the control. So that's the key part. Why? Why? Well, I mean, it's, it's, let's say, yeah, control run by the government. You want all that run by private industry? Uh, private enterprises or consortiums of citizens. The idea is having government is bad. Because do you believe, would you rather have government running the schools or would you rather have schools that run based on a market-driven system where parents get to send their kids to a school that's best for their kids? And there'd be thousands of schools. And they wouldn't be big things with thousands of kids in them. They'd be small schools. And kids could get personalized education and it would be committed to the areas of, the, of life where they, where they are interested. Which do you think is a better system? You know what? I didn't get a bad education in a public school system. I'm older, so maybe things have changed. Things have changed and dramatically. I my, yeah. And I don't think my, and my, and my grandkids aren't getting a bad education. Well, look, uh, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, hang on a sec, Dave, I'm not saying you can't get a, a good education. What I'm saying is when you create a system where the government runs it, the priorities of the system aren't about how good the education is. If the priorities are... How do you fix things so that people get reelected? The teachers get the, the state of Connecticut is bankrupt because of the amount of money that get pay, gets paid to public employees. So what you can interpret from that is the purpose of the public employees in the eyes of government is to overpay them, make them really happy so you can win elections. It's not about how good a job the department does. You understand? I don't know where you're coming from, man. I'm telling you, it's, uh, you're, you're, it's, I don't get it. I, 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 no, I can't get my arms around that. I really don't. I, I think there's mean, a function for both. Well, forget, you know? about, forget about my end point and listen to what I'm saying about government-run things. Do you understand that the state of Connecticut's roughly $150 billion in debt? The per-person debt in the state of Connecticut is higher than any state in the country. Each individual owes about $65,000 in debt. That is money that has been committed to be spent by the government to support its public employees and some other borrowing that they've done. But mostly it's for, for pensions and stuff like that. Because for them, for the government, the advantage they get from having huge bureaucracies like school systems is that they get to make big deals with the unions so they get a lot of votes all those people they're overpaying and over pensioning are voters for democrats have you noticed this well so i guess when roland ran the state for eight years however long he was in there that that didn't apply it did apply yeah roland was a disaster for the same reason because he looked at the system so, and he said the way the thing is constructed the way for me to get reelected is to make all these ha people happy the same way the Democrats do. All right, well, get back to my other question then about the military and the police and fire and in public safety and roads and bridges and things of that nature. Running airports, FAA. What do you do with all that? Well, a lot of those are easy. There's nothing that says an airport has to be run by the government. There's the, the military part of it is, is a little harder. 
There could be private militaries that can engage, but I don't, you know, I don't feel the need to have all the answers. The important thing is to understand that we, that the mo- the best things that happen in the world, the reason our society is great, is because it's capitalist, be- and that means we run on markets, and that means for anything we're buying, we are choosing between competing entities, right? You follow well, let me? me? Back, let me back you up there. Let me back you up there a second. What about okay. the uh, pharmaceutical industry and people can't afford their kids' EpiPens and insulin now uh, that they're charging? You know, here you go, private, private uh, companies. And uh, but, wh- but where did the EpiPens? They got to pay. But Dave, where did the EpiPens um, come from? The government didn't invent EpiPens. The government probably had something to do with it. When they, well, when, during you research. know, but that's the, a mistake. But the point is, the point is. You go back, and, and these medicines were invented and came around 100 years ago. Insulin was 100 years Dave, ago. It was sold for a dollar. Dave, now they're charging. All right. That's inside of the fact that they created these things. And if they created them and a few people can't afford to buy them now because they've raised the price, that looks like a big problem. But markets can solve those kinds of problems. The government loves that kind of problem because they want to rush in and make you think you need them. Thank you for the call, Dave. Got to get baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Get to a break. Why wait? Come on. Oh, come on. Why wait? You can rant right now at 860-751-4698 on the Todd Feinberg Show. I do appreciate that call, Dave. Thank you for those questions. Because I'm unclear on on what the endpoint of all these ideas is. That's why we're having all the discussions. What I do know is the most evil force in America today is government. And in the state of Connecticut, the most destructive thing that's happened has been the state government. And there's, I don't think there's any way to counter that. There is one wicked, dangerous, organized, well-funded, well-armed, force for evil in the state of Connecticut, and that is state government. It squanders huge amounts of money. It ruins the lives of thousands of kids every year who it fails to educate properly. And this is a plague that is, and, and by the way, they, they use our money to take away our system of, of uh, democratic voting. So the idea is we're supposed to be able to pick the person we think is best, but because they have so many votes already committed to them, because that's what they use the money for, the government policy is used to commit votes to them, to lock votes in. And that means we don't get to really have elections. We have the facade of elections, but so many hundreds of thousands of votes are predetermined by these, these rigged relationships that we don't get to enjoy the benefits of having a free society. George in Canton, hello, sir. Greetings, Todd. Greetings back at you, George. <laughs> Todd, uh, 
I love old sayings, and one of them is, what will the devil do when all the souls have been saved? Well, I'll tell you what. I uh, I watched uh, the Project Veritas uh, thing on uh, a re- revolution, a revel- revelation on the Tucker last night, and any any ounce of faith I had in the system was uh, perished last night. The government does not exist to solve any problems; they exist to create problems. Uh, no, I don't believe any company has any intention in solving anything because there's no profit in solution. The profit is treating the symptoms. Well, that's up to the consumer. Come on, when you bring your car to get fixed, if they just, if they just, uh, for example, your light goes off on the dashboard, and so you bring it to the mechanic, does the mechanic take a hammer and break that light, or does he fix the problem that's triggering the light to go off on the dashboard? Well, no, that, but no, I'm not talking, I'm talking about the, the human condition, not a mechanic oh, fixing a car. Oh, I thought you no, said no don't. company fixing. Oh, I'm sorry. That Yes, I, I, I was speaking in terms of the big pharma government. Uh, they do not have our best interest at heart. I'm not, I mean, a little garage, I'm a little businessman. My concern is keeping my client happy and, and uh, you know, just running a business. No, big pharma, these people, they... Uh, you know, uh, uh, Judge Judy wrote a book, Don't Pee on My Leg and Tell Me It's Raining. Don't tell me you care about me. I believe today the polio vaccine would not have, uh, would not survive. It wouldn't happen. I think they would they'd look at it and say, well, there's more money in the treatment than it is the solution. But that I was a, I don't, I don't believe that's the case. I think these problems come out of the government, the government interaction with those companies and allow them to become because of the pressure government puts on the system it distorts it and that allows the businesses to do things that look crazy for for example our medical system in general works horribly and we squander huge amounts of money because the government is all over the place creating distorted incentives for the companies so they all just go along with the mess that gets created, and they charge more because in our system, as designed by the government, if it costs more, that's fine, as long as you put, do it the way we want it done. Well, and let me pose this out, uh, Todd. Look, back in Nazi Germany, when they, they uh, the Nazi hunters, uh, Simon Wiesenthal, and when they caught these people, mm-hmm. their defense was, I was just following orders. Now, I want to submit that anybody that is working in a system that knows the system's broken, and that would be doctors, telling me I have to wear a mask when they know they don't work, but they're frightened to death by the system, they are just following orders. And, and you can't, you cannot, if you don't stand up, I understand they've got families, and I understand these people are are in peril. But if you fought Fauci, you you were he is he was the science. But, but George, it's was. a I love your point, and I love this discussion. I think it's a really constructive discussion. There are there's a difference between assisting in the the hurting of people into the gas chamber telling them they're going to have a shower but you know they're you're going to put the gas on there's a difference between that and 
you're living inside of a bureaucracy and in order to survive in that bureaucracy there's little things you don't say and little things you don't do and people learn how to survive and they invest years of their lives in surviving inside the bureaucracy and if the boss says don't say anything about masks because we're not sure well there's a party that says okay I guess we're not sure and there's a party that says this is a lot of crap and that's a different thing than hurting people into the death chambers well, we're talking, I mean, degrees, of course, there's degrees of, of murder and, and manslaughter. But, but for people, loud, the people compromising, people aren't sure. A lot of people aren't sure about things like take, well, uh, you know, the guy who I used to have on from Yale or I do have on from Yale from time to time. Yeah, Dr. Uh, uh, Rish, Harvey Rish, R-I-S-C-H, Rish. Yeah. And so... Harvey Risch was stood up to the huge crushing machinery of the federal government, of the state government, of the Yale bureaucracy, and all of his peers in the um, in epidemiology who were telling him that you couldn't use certain drugs to deal with COVID. Now, That's true. all he did was look at data from a study. He said, well, the data indicates, well, you weren't supposed to say that. Some people well, are go along really easily with what the organization tells them to do. And some people are safe enough in their careers and have enough status that they can stand up to the kind of pressure that Harvey Risch stood up to. And they have enough integrity. Well, Harvey Risch is a miracle that, man. But most people give in because it's not that black and white as putting somebody into the death chamber. But now, wait a minute. Now, Todd, look, last night. Tucker said he checked every other, uh, new, quote, news source, unquote, not one story about that Veritas revelation. And this guy's laughing about uh, COVID-19 was a cash cow for us. And it isn't whether it's good for America, it's whether it's good for us, he said. And then he said he was lying. And then he went ballistic and tried to crash the computer. If you're lying, why did you go so crazy? And your point I mean, is what, point, George? Now, the news, none of the news people reported it. Because if, if the news. telling the news. Because, exactly. Only, yeah, because the news is being, well, being all, everybody's thumb in government is on the news now. Well, look, Scott, I've said it before. If you're driving the getaway car, you get charged the same as if you killed the <laughs> bank guard because it was a conspiracy. Yes. The news people are not breaking the law. They are complicit in not reporting the facts. Yes. They're driving the getaway car. And if I was a news anchor and I knew what I was doing was wrong, I'd find another line of work. Well, a lot of these people believe that uh, this is right and that this is politics and that politics is dirty. Well, and you fight for your team because, you know, they're, they're, I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong, George, but I think you've got to be realistic about what can be expected of people because these are really hard positions to be in. And you've got millions of dollars, being, billions of dollars being spent to make things go a certain way. And the whole power structure of our society is distorted. So you're back to that thing. Thank you for the call, George. You're back to that thing with the kid who's looking at the prince i think it is who has no clothes on is that what it's called the prince has no clothes the emperor has no clothes and only the kid says it because everybody else knows you're not supposed to say that and maybe 
maybe it's been so drilled into them they can't even see it anymore. Their eyes won't deliver the information to the brain, or the brain refuses to accept it. 860-522-9842. That, I think that's the best way to look at it. So there's some people who should be blamed. And certainly Harvey Risch, when he looks at him, when he goes to a conference now and sees those people who were selling him out because they wanted to succumb to pressure, maybe they turn and go the other way because they feel guilty. Maybe they do. I don't know. Let's take a quick break. We'll talk more coming up on WTIC. Now back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, WTIC. Thank you, thank you for indulging that conversation because I think it's really important that what Dave had to say and what George had to say. The point is that that um, we don't want to... Well, go back and think about the Constitution a little bit. The idea was that the founders viewed uh, creating a government as a dangerous act of hostility against the people, and they wanted to make it they wanted to protect the people as best they can from what they were creating. And now we see that it didn't work. So you've got to try to get your head around that. If you, if you want to understand the motivation here. Hey Todd, a good time to be a talk show host. A lot of content out there. That's for sure. Amounts of content, Todd. Yep. Hey Todd, uh, I'm going to give you one name that I think you're familiar with. And probably your viewers are very familiar with. Susan Rice. Susan. Remember her, Todd? Susan, Susan Rice. Rice. Why are you thinking uh, about where Susan she been, Rice? Todd? She's the head of domestic policy. She's been where she always is, in the background, advising presidents on on policy. Does uh, domestic policy oversee the transfer of classified documents, Todd? No. Or- she doesn't oversee anything, except that she's the director of the United States Domestic Policy Council, which is an advisory panel for the president. But it doesn't do anything except have ideas ready. So if the president says, what should I do about the fact that I've stolen so many documents? How do I stop myself from doing this in the future? How should we change the rules so I can't get away with it? Then there would be people on Susan Rice's staff who would be prepared to explain how you stop presidents and other irresponsible actors in our government from stealing documents and leaving them laying around the house for anyone to see. First, Zelensky wanted money for the Ukrainian war. We sent money. We sent equipment. We will be sending tanks in months ahead. Now he wants us to send jets. Something's not right here. And here we come with the conspiracy theory. Is this all a plan to weaken the military ability of the United States? Is Zelensky really working with Putin? What if it's just a plan to get us into war? Because they love war. It makes government more important. It gives them more power. And they get to spend money on weapons and get huge donations from those companies. Hey, Todd, it's John from Rocky Hill. I had an answer for the government corruption that we 
we don't hire the 87,000 new IRS agents. We hire 535 of them. And their job will be one per senator or congressman. And their whole job will be just to watch them all year long. <laughs> I bet you there'll be a lot more honest senators and a lot more honest congressmen. No, I think there would just be a lot of dishonest uh, ombudsmen there to supervise. You would have to insulate the hiring of them somehow so they would be doing the will of the people and not the will of the congressman. And, you know, this is what gets me. Like we talk about Biden going to the border. Do you know that within a 10-minute ride to anywhere in Hartford, Ned Lamont could go to any one of these sites where a homicide has occurred or a shooting. Does anybody remember Ned showing up at any of these crime scenes? No, he would never do that. Where been used? Why or how about a that? vigil afterwards? Mm-hmm. Within 10 minutes from his mansion on Prospect Avenue, he could go anywhere. Kind of reminds me of when uh, the mayor, Luke Bronin, right before he got elected the first time, he used to show up at every vigil, at every crime scene almost. And then as soon as he got elected, a couple here and there, and then guess what? For the next four years, nothing. And now again, nothing. You're not going to see him there. Anyway, you know, who would ever think that I I would miss Josh Gabal? This is a beautiful point Mark's making. And the answer to the question is, of course, that the, the governor won't go near something bad that's happening. Because the thing that that's happening that's bad will be magnified in the minds of voters by his going there. So if something bad's happening that reflects badly on government, then government doesn't want to go near it. They want to run as far away as possible and stay far away. That's why they talk about shootings like crazy as long as they're not in urban areas. But urban areas are a vulnerability because those are the areas they control. Capiche? 860-522-9842. The BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Mark Christopher, are you here on Friday or do you take Fridays off now? Capiche? I am here. I understand exactly what you're saying. You want me here on Friday? I'm here on Friday. <laughs> I want Good you night. here every day because you're a joy. <laughs> Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 